Hello and welcome to the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. Keep in mind that we do have other resources and information available at our website at thelatterrain.org. If you wish to hear other English audio messages, they are available for free either at our website or as podcast or iTunes. Just look for us in the Apple iTunes Store under Podcast as Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. There are so many things that we have labeled as praise and worship to the Lord, but does everything we see and hear truly honor and glorify God? We hear so many different types of songs and lyrics and types of music within the so-called world of praise and worship, but what is God truly looking for? What are the things that we should be offering the Lord? And above it all, what is the intent for why we do them? We cannot just let ourselves be led by things that appear to be fine, and we should not let ourselves be guided by what we like and think. But rather, we need to discover and practice those things that God says that are acceptable to Him, especially something as important as our worship to Him, which is not intended for man in any kind of shape, way, or form, but rather God needs to be the focus. Please stay with us for the next few minutes as we look into what God says about this. Let us go to the Lord in prayer together. Lord God, Heavenly Father, blessing and honor and glory be to you, for you are worthy to be praised and worthy to be exalted. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O Lord, that you please forgive my sins. For as King David said, Lord God, my sin is always before me. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I give you thanks because I can lean on your mercy and on your grace, and I can depend on your love and your faithfulness. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus now that you may please guide us to your word, to your Holy Spirit, that you may speak to our hearts and to our minds. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Our scripture passage reading today is found in the book of Psalm, chapter 33. This is Word of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the harp, make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song, play skillfully with a shout of joy, for the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice, the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all of the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap, he lays up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him, for he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all of their works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our hearts shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us, 
just as we hope in you. Praising and worshiping God can be a great thing where we get the opportunity to express what we feel for the Lord. And it should be something that is a part of our lives when Christ is in our hearts. But do we understand that it should be more than music and lyrics that is appealing to us? We should ask ourselves, what should praise and worship be like in order for it to be pleasing to the Lord? And is it all just about music? And unfortunately, many people have turned praise and worship into something that they think it should be, but not what the Bible teaches. Some people are attracted to it because it appeals to them personally, because they just like the music or the way it sounds. Many times people look for it as it relates to their emotions. And also many have turned it into a lucrative career and business where it becomes an avenue to make money and or to become famous. And so one of the main reasons that surges with all of this is that the focus of praise and worship is taken off of God and it gets brought down to man. And the direction and the reason for praise and worship is all wrong. The very first thing we need to keep in mind is that praise and worship should only be intended for God so the direction and the focus always needs to be towards Him. So for starters, in John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, Jesus tells us the following, But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and and truth. The very first detail here in this passage is where he says, the true worshipers will worship the Father and to worship Him. And he repeats again, those who worship Him. Do you see the direction? Worship needs to be directed to the Lord. The intent must be towards Him. It all needs to center around Him. It needs to be dedicated to Him so it pleases Him. And so it can't center around our emotions, our feelings, our desires, our likes, our interests, and least of all, serve our evil and wrong intentions. The next thing we need to see in the passage we just read is that God is looking at the intent of our hearts within worship. That's what it means by it says, in spirit and in truth. Is the intent of our worship centered around his spirit and his truth? And he further clarifies that God is spirit, which should lead us to believe that in order to worship him correctly, we need to worship him in a way that it belongs to him, that it is a part of him somehow. And of course, there needs to be integrity and sincerity in all of that. And so the only way we can worship him in spirit and truth is through Christ himself and giving him the worship that emanates through our relationship in Christ, that Jesus is worshiping the Father through us, and this consists of more than just pretty music and clever or poetic lyrics. Worship involves a lifestyle that we as followers of Christ should represent in our lives. The Lord shares one of his issues with people's false worship in Matthew chapter 15, verse 7 to 9, where he said this, Hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. So you see, there could be nice words and pretty melody coming from a person's mouth, but what is down deep inside of them can be all wrong, and that is what God is truly after. God is after the intent of our heart, the reason for why we do things. That is what is most important to the Lord and where unfortunately many people have and are missing the mark, whether it is deliberately or out of ignorance. 
Psalm 47 verse 6 to 7 gives us even more insight to things that should be obvious to us, but elude many at the same time where it says, Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises, for God is the King of all the earth, sing praises with understanding. And so we need to sing praises, but with understanding. We need to think about the words, the reason, the why. After all, what are we saying when we do worship the Lord? What do the words mean to the Lord and to us? What do we actually mean with the nice words that are coming out of our mouth? What is the reason for why we're saying what we're saying and doing what we're doing? I have to share some of the things that I have observed through the years. In my younger years, I was involved with the praise and worship ministry in different churches. And I have to tell you, I experienced much disappointment because of what I saw firsthand. Many times, the worship was just an avenue for the people involved to get noticed, to stand out, and or because it was just fun. God was the farthest thing for many of them. It many times seemed like people were playing and singing in a club or in a concert to entertain people and or for their honor and glory, rather than to worship the Lord and honor Him and help others to do the same. The band would do their thing and when the music was done, they would leave the meeting place and go outside and talk about what they did and how it turned out and get some coffee and just hang out and not even go back into the service and listen to the word because they felt that they dared the job and that was it. I heard of people talking about what they were getting paid in other church venues and how that was going to help their finances. There was hardly any difference with what the world does. The only difference many times was that the people doing it secularly were at least honest about their intentions. They were not pretending to be something else. It is imperative for your own good to understand what this all should be and mean to the Lord. Because he needs to be the focus of attention. And like we just read, we need to do things with our understanding. We need to understand what the focus should be. The reason for why we do it. And what we are doing and singing for the Lord and not for ourselves. The Bible teaches us how we need to love the Lord. Which in fact involves our worship. Mark chapter 12, which we have read many times, says this. Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is... Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And so, our worship should involve loving the Lord with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. Worship is where we bring it all together, where our hearts are devoted to the Lord for all the reasons we should be worshiping for. Our soul, our eternal being should be involved deeply in our worship because it has been regenerated through the Holy Spirit. Our mind, our understanding should be involved because it helps reason all of the things God has done for us, the why we're worshiping Him in a way that it makes sense to God. And finally, our strength is the physical ability that allows us to demonstrate everything that is happening inside of us to become the outward transmission of what is in our heart, our soul, and our mind, and what they want to convey through singing and playing an instrument or just telling God what we feel, and to demonstrate all of that through our actions, through our lifestyle. Here is another point that we need to look at. Worshiping God is more than singing or playing an instrument or just saying nice things to God. It should be the active and outward representation of what has happened in our lives, in our hearts, a response to God's love through actions that glorify the Lord. Our service to God should be our worship and that should be our lifestyle. 
We should live and worship before the Lord through our actions all of the time and in every aspect of our lives. Luke chapter 9 verse 23 to 24 says this, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. This is the greatest act of worship we can render to the Lord. This is the type of song, if you will, that the Lord wants to see expressed through our lives. Our desire to come after Him, to continually deny ourselves, to refuse to serve ourselves and the evil intentions we still have within us because of the sin that is still inside. To take up our daily cross, which means to deal with our sin continually through the power of the Holy Spirit and the washing of the Word of God to follow Him, thereby becoming His disciples and doing everything in response to who He is and what He has done for us all. For in doing so, if we lose our lives because of Him, we will be able to gain a better life, the eternal resurrection of our beings where we will be with Him for all eternity. This is true and pure worship to God, our faithfulness to the Lord, and no matter what the cost. And so, Coming back to our original scripture reading today, are you able to rejoice in the Lord because He has made you righteous through the redeeming of your life? Are you able to praise Him beautifully as the upright that He has made you through His salvation? Are you able to praise God through whatever instrument you're able to? You don't need a beautiful voice for the song of your life to sound beautiful to Him. Can you sing Him a new song? Can you worship Him for everything He is and has done in your life? Here are a few more thoughts for your consideration. If you understand who God is, the Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, the Everlasting One, and the list goes on and on, then you should be able to understand that He is worthy to be worshipped above all things. He made everything that you see and don't see, the visible and the invisible. He allows you to exist and do everything you're able to do at this very instant. He was there when you were being formed in your mother's womb. He allows for you to breathe and exist and has given you whatever abilities you have. And above all of that, He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, so that you could have eternal life, so you could be saved and redeemed through the shedding of His precious blood. And He has done all of this without any kind of obligation, just because He is good. Isn't all of this more than enough reason to live a life of worship that honors and glorifies Him? I would like to share a song with you as you take a few minutes to think about all of the reasons for why the Lord deserves your worship. When the music fades All is stripped away And I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart 
deserves our worship in spirit and in truth. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Lord, you and only you are worthy to be praised and exalted and worshipped forever and ever. Lord, you have made us, you've created us, and you've given us the opportunity for eternal salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ, through his sacrifice. Heavenly Father, thank you for your incredible love and mercy for us. Thank you, Lord, because you have given us all of these wonderful and incredible things unmeritedly. We don't deserve it, Lord God. We are not good enough, but you have done it anyways. Heavenly Father, truly you are worthy to be praised and exalted. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he needs to be exalted and praised for who he is and what he has done. Help us, O Lord, that our lives may be that song for you, that our lives may reflect the things that you have done for us, and that you may be the focus of our lives, of our worship. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.